Hello and welcome to the Pixel Swim Podcast, episode 109. I am Steve Heinrich, your host, and this is the podcast where I take a dive into my personal journey with technology plus other tidbits I find interesting. This episode is being recorded and released on Thursday, July 2nd, 2020. Visit pixelswim.com for all of the show notes and social links if you want to follow along or leave any feedback. It's always appreciated. So yeah, good to be back uh, after taking some time off, um, a little over two months off there to to move house. Uh, my wife and I bought a house and um, had to move in, so there's lots obviously to that process. So uh, thank you to everybody for your patience and waiting for this episode. Uh, I know it's been a while since the last one, so uh, I was back in April, so right after you know not too long into the pandemic and we're still in it so <laughs> uh, although it's gotten weird over here in the u.s especially in indiana just because they're opening things a little prematurely and yeah there's spikes yeah go usa etc but <laughs> anyway uh so much has been going on since the last episode after these uh the over these past two months uh, I'm not really sure if I'm going to be able to remember everything, but I did try and take notes along the way. So hopefully I'll have maybe a couple weeks worth of stuff to go over uh, over the next couple weeks, I should say. Uh, have enough content just you know to put out a couple episodes worth of stuff. Uh, yeah, keeping the notes along the way was a little difficult. Uh, I tried to, you know, as something came up make sure that I kind of jotted it down somewhere in my, you know, show notes or wherever, just to make sure I can remember, because there's been a, a lot of tech things that I've been dealing with uh, over the, you know, during this whole moving process. But uh, yeah, with all of that out of the way, thank you again for your patience, and let's dive in to the show. So let's start with feedback from episode 108, and I think there was only one bit of feedback. I have to scroll down here in MeWe because it's been a while. So here we go. So episode 108, uh, thank you to Frank Neathart, who said, nice episode. I feel the same that weekdays and weekends blend into each other. And remember, this is back in April, two months ago. So uh, he says, besides that, it's not different. It's not that different working from home. Uh, great that you enjoy your S10e. I have gone the other route and pre-ordered an iPhone SE to replace my iPhone 7. I guess I won't send it back. <laughs> so yeah, uh, the iPhone SE obviously was released not long after I think I recorded the last episode. And yeah, it was, you know, it's a decent uh, iPhone. If you want an iPhone 8 with some updated internals, so yeah, it, it can be tempting. I was even tempted, you know, for a brief moment on that one. But uh, either way, I think that was all the feedback from the last episode again, which was a while ago. And thank you, Frank, for that. So uh, on this episode, uh, we're going to go over a whole bunch of stuff here. Uh, I'm going to go through a little bit of the process of us buying a house uh, during <laughs> COVID-19, uh, coronavirus, etc. Um, but I'm also going to talk a little bit about reclaiming an email inbox. Uh, I did also have quite a bit of experience or uh first-hand experience with Microsoft To Do, which is a, you know, a task app or a task tracking app, checklist, whatever, that you can use to keep track of everything. So I use that throughout the move, but I'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, I did also, before we moved, I uh, tried to set up another Google-free Android phone, kind of like I was doing with my Moto G 3rd Gen, where I was trying to have an Android phone without Google services on it, etc. And then I'll talk a little bit about uh, trying to set up a dual monitor setup with my laptop. 
uh, and then I'll do the Galaxy S10e weekly report and then we'll finish up with some more box o phones adventures uh, so lots of new stuff that's just for this week there's probably stuff I'll talk about next week but uh, yeah for that's this week that's where we're at so yeah let's dive into the first topic which is buying a house during a pandemic <laughs> so this is it was kind of a you know honestly I think being home uh, kind of spurred both my wife and I to start looking for a house because we weren't uh, we were kind of we were in transit you know the place we were at we were in transit and we we had known it for a long time and we had finally gotten to a place where we could go look for a house so uh, the only difference about going looking and looking at houses during uh, this time uh, obviously I've never actually gone out and looked at houses but I, I'm guessing this is the only difference is that we had to wear a mask and you had to take your shoes off when you went into the house and that was it that was the only uh, things that were different uh, and then you know you try not to touch anything but I don't think I would have touched anything in people's houses if uh, pandemic or not but uh, yeah so that was kind of it so we started uh, looking for a house on April 24th um, and we, the process was really fast basically we called a realtor we got our pre-approval from our bank and then we went out and looked at houses a couple days later we looked at four houses and the last one on the the visit that we visited uh, was everything we wanted. So, <laughs> and that Monday we made an offer, and so um, obviously after that, there's you know tons of paperwork to go through and packing, and that's so that's kind of been my life, and that's why I you know took some time off to uh, kind of take care of all that stuff. Uh, you know, we're both busy with work, my wife and I, and my wife, especially, uh, she's in training at her work. So she's got stuff that she couldn't miss. So, uh, had to take a, you know, on a big workload of, of, uh, personal stuff that we had to get taken care of and done the paperwork and packing, like I said. So, but, uh, yeah, so we're in our new house now and, uh, we're super happy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's, it's beautiful. I mean, we, we, we've, uh, we've definitely upgraded, uh, from where we were at, uh, you know, we're, uh, as far as the schedule of our lives go, it's, you know, uh, we didn't want necessarily a starter house. And so, uh, and being, you know, at the age we're at and, you know, like I said, uh, the schedule that we're on, uh, we're hoping, hoping to be in this place for a long time. But uh, either way, we uh, had to order a whole lot of things because <laughs> uh, we did not have a ton of furniture. Uh, you know, we basically, we didn't have any couches uh, or any sort of living room seating that was ready to go. Uh Basically, because at the our old townhouse, which is a two-bedroom townhouse, we had turned the living room into our office, and so the couch we had was pretty old. It was a nice, sturdy couch, but it weighed about, you know, 800 pounds, and it was, you know, a tiny little two-person couch. So not even not quite a love seat, but either way, we didn't have a couch, so we had to order a whole bunch of furniture, uh, and it's slowly coming in. We finally got the couches in about a week ago, but uh, either way, one of the big sort of tech purchases, I guess you could call it, for the house was a washer and dryer, because the previous owners left uh, all the appliances in the kitchen, thankfully, and, but they took their washer and dryer with them, so I ended up ordering a 
pair or a set of Samsung wash uh, Samsung washer and dryer. So uh, they had, they were super highly rated. I mean, good reviews on them. Uh, so we got those delivered in, and uh, they're really kind of interesting. They're not overly complicated. They don't connect via Wi-Fi or anything like that. Uh, you know, the buttons aren't mechanical necessarily, like our old washer and dryer, but. Uh, it, you know, it's got a, they're nice. They're really nice. <laughs> I'll put a link to the, to the set that we got in the show notes. I got those from Best Buy over here in the U S and, uh, the, the laundry room is upstairs in our, in our new house here. So the Best Buy delivered and carried them upstairs and installed them. And so we didn't have to do any, any of that, which was, I was grateful for cause we had just moved, you know, all of our stuff and I was pretty exhausted, but, uh, either way, let's, uh, talk about some of the advantages, uh, obviously, of being in the, the new house. Uh, I finally have a separate workspace for uh, my phone fixing and my hobbies, and my, you know, my wife and I call it the work room. It's kind of a hobby room where we both have a nice work table set up for each of us, and uh, we can, you know, have at it. It's, you know, it's not the, the most beautiful, you know, beautifully decorated room in the world, but it's got all of this, you know, stuff that we need to to, to do the things that we like to do. So, uh, like obviously mine's my big one is the phone fixing. Now I don't have to burn a hole in my, in my office desk to, <laughs> while I'm fixing phones or, you know, move my, my, my blue mat out of the way so I can work for the day kind of a thing. And, um, yeah, it's just nice to have separate office and, uh, hobby space. So that's been super exciting. And also when we moved in, we decided to get uh, faster internet. Finally, <laughs> uh, we were living on 10 megabits per second at our old place uh, via an antenna. It was over the air uh, via an, like a, almost like a TV aerial antenna. Uh, but yeah, we decided to, to, to upgrade to the cable internet and the Comcast internet, which I was reluctant to do cause I don't really like Comcast for you know, you know, a lot of reasons, but, uh, they offer the, the fastest internet I think here in the U S so, uh, we didn't get the fast, fast, fast one. Uh, but we're at about a hundred megabits per second now, which for both of us working at home doing, you know, there's a lot of video calls, a lot of downloading, a lot of uh, uploading, a lot of, a lot of internet usage, uh, for different, you know, streaming, different, different things like that. So, uh, upgrading our, we, you know, we're in a nice new house. Why not? <laughs> Why not, uh, you know, upgrade that, especially since we're going to use, use it. So, um, yeah, and like I said, overall, we've just kind of upgraded our life a little bit <laughs> in the past uh, couple months. And, uh, and the house is still kind of a mess, you know, trying to get everything together and, uh, it's just going to take some time, but, uh, you know, it's a labor of love at this point and, uh, we're just happy to be in here and, and just happy to be ready to go. Like I said, uh, you know, buying a house during a pandemic, kind of a weird, <laughs> weird experience. Not too bad though. I mean, there's so much stuff that's done digitally, so much signing of documents that's done digitally, uh, that we, the only time we had to sign anything in purpose in person was, uh, when we signed our closing papers, uh, and that was it. So everything else was online, uh, digitally signing PDFs, etc. So yeah, overall, the pretty smooth experience. Uh, I can't complain. Um, we, we only went out the one day to look at houses. So, you know, not a ton of having to wear masks or anything like that. So yeah, overall, super happy to be here in our brand new house. 
All right, so the next topic on the list here is uh, reclaiming an email inbox. This is pertaining to my wife's Gmail inbox. This is something I did, I think, uh, before we moved, uh, when we were kind of, uh, you know, in limbo as far as everything was packed or just waiting for different paperwork and different stuff like that. I uh, got my wife's Gmail account in order because um, basically what happened and what happened, you know, it's happened to me in the past and I'm sure a lot of people is you have a main email address that gets uh, filled up with advertisements and stuff you've signed up for, newsletters and stuff over the years and eventually you're, you know, signed up for a hundred services and getting, you know, a thousand, thousand emails a month kind of a thing. Um, and, and so her email inbox was kind of out of... It was out of control. Basically, it was unusable, you know, because uh, the important messages and stuff like that were, you know, getting lost in the fold. And since we were uh, needing, kind of wanting to use that, her main email address as her contact for all this house stuff, we I decided to kind of get it in order. Uh, and so I know you can, uh, that Gmail has its like separated inbox for like social and uh, advertisements, I think, and stuff like that. But I decided to do more of a labels and filtering thing. So essentially, I went, I mean, it was a little bit of a manual process, but I went through her email and, uh, you know, found each subscription from each different company and created a filter for all of the, you know, made a search or searched for, you know, the same emails from the same senders and then created a filter based on that and then filtered everything into a new sort of promotions label in Gmail. So everything goes into that. So basically all of the advertisements and stuff like that gets filtered out and everything got moved over there. So uh, all the new and important messages that come in are in the main inbox, uh, not getting filtered out. So that really helped things along and uh, yeah, so that, that was, like I said, it was a manual, long manual process, you know, a few hours to here and there to get that in, in order. But yeah, it, it can be done. Like I said, labels and filtering in Gmail, it's, uh, it's your best friend. So, and there was a lot of deleting of old emails and stuff like that. So, but yeah, it, it was something that was easily done uh, reclaiming her Gmail. But yeah, I just wanted to mention that because that was uh, something that I was uh, working on. Uh, before we moved. All right, and I also wanted to talk a little bit about uh, a handy tool that was really nice for for keeping track of everything uh, with the new house, kind of creating lists of, of things that needed to get done, and it's the Microsoft To-Do. I think this uh, is their sort of iteration of Wonderlist. I think Microsoft bought Wonderlist, uh, which I've used in the past, but never really got around to. But, you know, I've never really had a whole ton of use for these to-do apps, um, I, but I found it to be really, really handy, you know. Uh, it's kind of almost become uh, as useful as the calendar is on my phone. So uh, I, I, mem I remember back when I first started using Android phones, the, basically the T-Mobile the uh, HTC G1 uh, and and starting to put events into my calendar and just <laughs> it's such a small thing but a, a synced calendar across all your devices uh, that you always have with you uh, is it, it was I don't want I, I don't want to say it was life-changing but it was definitely helpful very very helpful and useful and uh, to do apps were not up until really kind of recently so it, it 
I started using Microsoft to do to to keep track of all the stuff you know and we need to buy all the stuff I need to do around the house now and you know fix and and you know different things like that so it's been really helpful it's really basic app that just enough features for me honestly I don't need really much of anything I don't need any collaboration features or anything like that I don't worry too much about that I think it does have collaboration features but it's one of those uh, not you know not that important for me uh, but overall just happy with it it's a nice looking app you know <laughs> it does what it says on the tin so uh, yeah that was that just wanted to give a shout out to Microsoft to do for for being very helpful during that. I'm still using it still have a list of stuff uh, that I'm keeping track of for you know when you, there's so many things you know with the new house that uh, yeah, it's very, it's very handy to have it in my pocket at all times and synced and backed up to my computer and, uh, you know, I can use it on my PC as well. So, yeah, uh, kudos to Microsoft to do. All right, so the next topic is that I did set up another Google free Android phone. This is another thing I did before we moved uh, and and. It was just kind of uh, a curiosity thing, you know, again, when we were in limbo, a lot of times waiting for paperwork all packed up, etc. But uh, I decided to take my Moto X4 uh, and, and put Lineage OS on it with no uh, Google Apps. Because uh, essentially, Lineage is just barren Android, it's just the system, mostly. Uh, and Lineage puts in some default apps in there, like uh, messaging and email and, and you know the calculator and all the basic stuff, a music app and, and stuff like that. Uh, and so basically you have to install all the Google apps on top of it. I think they do it that way because of certain restrictions Google has uh, where you can't you know you can't bundle in all the Google stuff unless you're like an official, you know, uh, you know, an official company that works with Google. So I think years ago, Lineage had to separate out all the Google apps uh, into a different package, uh, and that's how they kind of got around that. But uh, either way, I got that all set up on the Moto X4 with, uh, and, and this kind of also came around the same time on Phone Show Chat when uh, Steve was working. Uh, forget which it was one of the Huawei whatever the Huawei phone that came out that had no Google Apps and <laughs> I think the first one first big release of one uh, and he had been using APK pure on there and uh, I found that to be actually v pretty much got me to where I wanted <laughs> and where I was with my uh, Android device uh, without having Google on there because uh, in case you don't know I use uh, mostly Microsoft services like Outlook.com and, and and all that for all of my, my, my online services, I moved away from Google for that. So, that, you know, it's always been interesting to set up another a device without Google on it. But uh, yeah, so I got it set up with APK Pure and, uh, you know, downloaded a lot of the apps that I already had uh, that I you could get from the, the Play Store. And you can kind of reference back to Phone Show Chat about how uh, Steve got on with the the APK Pure Store, so it's, it's not a, you know as seamless as uh, Google Play, but you know if you want the apps installed, it's actually a good route to go. And you can't get everything. Uh, I, I don't think all the banking apps are on there or anything like that, but because uh, those require sort of a secure system, which uh, if I because I put Lineage on this uh, Moto X4. 
the you know it makes it so it's not secure anymore on the phone you know it, it basically won't let you log into a lot of things uh, and you can't set up uh, Google Pay or anything like that anymore on it unless you install I think it was called Magisk uh, which wasn't something you know I never used Google Pay anyway so it didn't really go too far into the weeds with Magisk I think it's just another uh, you just flash another file on there another zip but uh, I could be wrong but uh, yeah and then I had F-Droid on there as well to get uh, some other apps open source apps um, yeah but overall it was just kind of a little tinkering here and there just to try it out uh, because I, like I said it has some time to kill at certain points but uh, and actually I kind of have put that to the side and actually reset it up with uh, the Motorola uh, stock software on there because uh, it's actually an Android one version of the Moto X4 so it had the more Google centric Android ver uh, version on it instead of the Motorola version uh, so I had put found and, and put on the the Motorola version of Android on there uh, and I'm actually setting that phone up because uh, my dad has a an older Samsung uh, cheapo Samsung phone that is you know, after a couple of years of use or a few years of use, you know, it, it's just, you know, not working as well as it should. I think he's trying to access a website from the browser on there and then the 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 website that he's accessing, they no longer support um, his version of, version of Android, I think, is 6 on there. So it's, uh, you know, that kind of thing. So I'm going to set up this Moto X4 for him. Uh, send it down to him so he's got a nice, uh, you know, fairly up-to-date uh, Android phone uh, and it'll be, you know, a nice upgrade for him. So yeah, I just want to talk a little bit about that because I've talked about setting up my Moto G 3rd Gen uh, was kind of my go-to device for playing around with lineage on there uh, and, and things like that without Google. But uh, yeah, so it's still in my mind. Uh, it's not the easiest setup. Uh, I don't know if I would ever use it daily just because of uh, my banking apps and, and stuff like that that we use that are, you know, these apps that are sort of becoming more important uh, to have with me, you know, that are not that they're, you know, I, can, I couldn't live without them, but uh, it, they're really nice to have and that's just kind of where we're at unfortunately so but it's always going to be in my head you know to tinker around and and, and follow that world as well the world of uh, Googleless android all right so just a quick overview of the fact that i have been trying to since we moved in and we kind of have a new office area uh, I've been looking into a little bit of a dual monitor setup, uh, and by dual monitor I mean my laptop screen and then extending to another screen as well. Uh, so I've been looking to uh, find something, you know, to extend my workspace and, you know, create a new workflow and all that stuff. So, uh, and the first one that I actually did order one and get it in was a 27 inch ThinkVision monitor. And this thing was a beast. <laughs> was uh spoiler i ended up returning it It was huge and heavy uh it was really nice monitor don't get me wrong uh it's probably something i would use if i was using a desktop setup uh that's the thing uh about i about having the mon the the laptop is i still want to use the keyboard and the screen 
uh, on of the laptop. I don't necessarily want to use the laptop sort of as a dock, you know, and plug in a keyboard and mouse and and a monitor and then use it separately, you know, with the laptop closed or whatever. I want to use the laptop screen. Uh, so this, uh, like I said, I got this 27-inch ThinkVision, which I'll put a link to in the show notes. Uh, again, really nice, but just it was too big. Uh, the desk I have in the office is not that deep. Uh, it's it's not necessarily like a, a skinny desk, but it's uh, for a 27-inch monitor. It's it would not. It's it was right next to my face. I literally have to turn my head back and forth to see edge to edge, you know. Uh, and so, again, nice monitor, just too big for the setup that I wanted. I think I'm. I don't want to go really any bigger than. Uh, 22 inch, uh, which I think would be an okay size, uh, just enough to have, you know, a little extra real estate for you know an, uh, an Excel spreadsheet on one on one screen and whatever you know Photoshop or Illustrator or whatever on the other screen stuff you know making copying and pasting a little bit easier that kind of thing. But yeah, so I'm still in the search for that. Uh, I think I might stick in the Lenovo camp just because. Uh, the the laptop is Lenovo. I like to keep <laughs> to keep the aesthetic, and you know there's a lot of good uh, ThinkVision monitors out there. So I'll probably get another one in at some point. But yeah, so the search will go on for that. Hopefully, I'll be talking more about that in the future as well. All right. So with all of that out of the way, let's go into the long-awaited, <laughs> two-month-delayed Galaxy S10e weekly report. Good evening and welcome to the Galaxy S10e Weekly Report. Alright, so I am still using the Galaxy S10e as my daily device, and I have been over the past uh, couple months since the last episode. It's, my SIM card has still been in there. Uh, so it's been, a, honestly, it's just really been a solid performer over the past few months. It, really, it hasn't let me down at all. I think I did have to reboot at uh, one point, uh, but that's, you know, pretty typical for any phone these days. So uh, I can't really complain too much about the performance of it. It's just, it, it just trucks along and, and takes care of everything I need. So yeah, very, very uh, happy with it. I think uh, before we moved, I did order a couple more cases for it. Uh, I don't know if you've listened to the last uh, few episodes or whatever, what, since I've gotten the S10e is I, I got a bunch of cases for it, but the, the last two that I got are finally the Spigen Rugged Rugged Armor, which is kind of the go-to case. I don't know why I order any other cases <laughs> for the these phones, because uh, usually that's the one I end up using, and it is the one that I've used over the past couple months. Uh, but I also did get the gray version of the Spec Presidio case, uh, which is actually, I have the sort of blue-black version as well of that, which I didn't necessarily like the coloring of it too much, but uh, so I got the gray version, which is nicer, and it's a more heavy-duty case, and it you know, might have a use case in the future if I need a heavy-duty case or anything like that. But uh, overall, I just pretty much stick with the Spigen Rugged armor cases and that's they just are the perfect uh, fit for me uh you know they, they don't offer the most protection but they you know don't drop my phone very often so it uh, offers enough for that but uh either way i did also uh, for work at one point use uh 
the the screen capture uh, I forget what it's called but you can where you can capture an animated GIF uh, via the Samsung sort of toolbar uh, off to the right or wherever you swipe it from uh, and so we needed some GIFs of some YouTube videos that we created you know just to share on social media to you know add a little interest so I was able to capture those on the phone and use those for work so that was pretty pretty handy pretty nifty. Uh, to use that. So that's uh, one use case for that type of thing, I think. So uh, yeah, uh, and here, <laughs> that's pretty much it though, I think for the Galaxy S10e. Like I said, it's just been solid, hasn't let me down. Um, and so it's hard to to give it up, even though you know, the thing is, is I'm a, <laughs> I am a little bit bored with it because of that fact. I know that sounds ridiculous, but uh, that's just how my brain works. Like, it's like, okay, now let's tinker with something else. You know, this works. That's fine. Let's move on to something. But uh, yeah, overall, I can't recommend it enough for the size and uh, the price, honestly, these days is pretty good. And uh, overall, just a, a really great device. Um, with that said, uh, to, to close out the Galaxy S10e weekly report, I did buy a Moto G Power, <laughs> aka the Moto G8 Power, I think, over in Europe. Uh, that's uh, that's a story I'm going to leave for next week. I'll talk more about that next week. So, uh, yeah, so uh, tune in for, for more information on the, the Moto G Power 2020 version. Uh, next week. So with that said, the Galaxy S10 weekly report is come to an end for this week. All right, so the last thing on the list here is I got another, uh, on top of <laughs> the previous, box of phones. So I bought another, <laughs> another box of broken phones. Uh, if you've followed my adventures at all, you know that I bought a box of 16 broken phones in the past and a couple of one-off or two-off purchases of broken phones. Uh, basically, I'm fixing them up to potentially donate uh, to uh, charity uh, called Secure the Call. And so basically what they do is they'll take old cell phones and uh, because they can all still dial 911 or emergency over here in the US, uh, the, they will uh, give them out to homeless or women shelters. Uh, so they have a phone to make uh, emergency calls if they need to. So uh, that's why I buy all these phones. It's it's kind of a win-win. I get to fix phones and play with phones that I've wanted to see or, or try, and then uh, they go to a good cause. So yeah, I did end up buying another box of phones. Um, this one is uh, 10, 10 different phones. Uh, they're all T-Mobile versions of these phones. Uh, so they uh, were designed specifically for T-Mobile over here in the U.S. and T-Mobile released them, you know, and under their in their stores and online and stuff like that uh, for their service. Uh, so they're specifically for that. Uh, so the rundown of them again: there's ten of them. Uh, there's a quantity of two. Uh, LG G2s in there, so the going back a few generations uh, for an LG G2. I actually had an LG G2 in the past, which is kind of why I thought you know be interesting to see those again. Uh, the ones that were in the box, uh, this box of phones were uh, they weren't too bad. I actually think that they're pretty usable, um, not really too broken. Uh, then there was an LG K20 Plus. This is kind of a budget uh, LG device. 
uh, it's mostly plastic construction and uh, it's one that I've wanted you know wanted to see uh, not the greatest device in the world but uh, there's also an LG Q7 plus which is a phone that I've actually wanted to get my hands on for a while in some form or fashion because uh, I had the LG Q6 in the past uh, and this is kind of the successor with a few extra features so uh, it's one that I've wanted to try out uh, for quite a while, but uh, the screen is very, very shattered on it, so it will need a new screen. Luckily, the back is plastic, so I think the back will be able to stay there. Uh, I think it's scratched up, but not really too worried about that. Uh, and then there was a Sony Xperia Z3 or Z3. Uh, this is a phone I've actually had, the T-Mobile version of it in the past. Camera is terrible and muddy on it, but uh, <laughs> uh, it's a Sony nonetheless. It's a really nicely designed phone. Uh, works well. Uh, I'm not sure, can't remember, there really wasn't much wrong with this one. Maybe some issues with the SIM tray on this, uh, why, and that's why it was in the box of phones, box O phones. But uh, and there was also a quantity of two Samsung Galaxy J7s, I think they are. I haven't confirmed that. Uh, they're sort of the bigger budget devices on the J series. Um, and so, yeah, there's a couple of those in there. They're the sort of ice blue color. Uh, so all of these also are obviously a few years old, maybe several. So uh, next is the HTC One M8. So the one in the uh, sort of that original design that HTC came out with, uh, with the dual speakers and the the metal body and and stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, the very first version, the M8. Uh, it's the black version, which is kind of cool. Uh, so I'm looking forward to getting that one uh, back up and running because I think the screen isn't cracked, but it's really damaged <laughs> under. So the screen is basically unusable. But uh, yeah, we'll see what we can do with that. And then uh, the last two on the that were in the box were really the ones I wanted to try out were the Moto Z2 Force. Uh, I, I don't know if you remember this. This is the Z series that takes the Moto mods. Uh, this is kind of an interesting one because it's one of the few Moto Z uh, phones with the Snapdragon 800 series in it. So it's got the Snapdragon 835. And it also has the, the one sort of qualm with it. And I'm, you know, I'm not really too, wasn't really too concerned, obviously, with this even before I bought the box of phones is it has a plastic shatterproof screen, shatterproof in quotes. Uh, so basically it's a screen that really won't shatter, but it uh, is very known for scratching really easily. So you get scratches all over it. Uh, if you look at the secondhand market for these um, Moto Z2 forces, you'll see that uh, most people's have scratches all over the screen, but uh, not a lot of them are shattered. So I guess that's <laughs> that's what the trade-off. So. Uh, so yeah, and then the last one on the list, which I was most excited about, was or is the T-Mobile Revel Revelry Plus, and so this is a phone that T-Mobile releases, uh, and I've heard Miriam Joar talk about this on her podcast, the Mobile Tech Podcast, um, and so uh, she's talked about the T-Mobile releasing this, and basically what this phone is is a rebranded for T-Mobile. Moto G7 Plus. 
which the Moto G7 Plus actually I don't think was ever released in the US and so this is kind of one way to get it in the US uh, if you're on T-Mobile and have it work with all the bands you know the LTE bands and stuff like that so yeah those are all the devices again a couple G2s a K20, LG K20 Plus an LG Q7 Plus a Sony Xperia Z3 uh, two Samsung Galaxy J7s maybe, and then an HTC One M8, a Moto Z2 Force, and a T-Mobile Revelry Plus, uh, aka the Moto G7 Plus. Uh, with that said, <laughs> this is uh, kind of the, the one thing about getting into this phone fixing stuff and, and finding deals on these broken phones. Uh, I do have a little bit of a rant here about uh, carrier-specific phones, especially on T-Mobile, uh, which I have the most experience with, uh, broken phones for them or just phones in general for them. So, I, like I said, I got excited about that Moto Z2 Force and the T-Mobile Revelry Plus because uh, I was excited to try those and, you know, put my SIM in them, use them for a few days, and really try them out. But... Uh, running the IMEI number on T-Mobile's website, they come back, those two specifically come back blocked by T-Mobile. Uh, and so essentially what happens is, um, what potentially happens is that uh, people buy the phones on contract and so basically they're making monthly payments to them uh, for these phones and then I'm guessing they got broken before they had paid them off, and so in T-Mobile's system, uh, these phones are basically blacklisted as sort of not paid off and not in good standing, and so they won't allow them to be used on their network anymore, which is, <laughs> which is a load of BS, uh, because you can't, basically you can't activate them. Uh, which which is horrible. Basically, it renders them basically useless as a phone. Uh, I can still uh, fix them up and sort of go through the Android interface, but I cannot connect them to my to T-Mobile's mobile network. Uh, which and I, I contacted them uh, about specifically the the T-Mobile Revel, Revelry Plus. And they basically said uh, there's nothing they can do unless you know the previous owner's account information and can basically work with T-Mobile to get the account or the phone in good standing, back into good standing. Uh, and I, you know, I offered, you know, like I'll pay off whatever is left on it, but you have to know the previous owner's information, account information, in or, uh, because it's associated with the IMEI number. So. Unfortunately, some of these phones uh, I'm not going to be able to use as my, you know, as, <laughs> to try out fully, uh, and nobody will, you know, that kind of a thing. So, which luckily that secure the call charity, they will take, you know, you can use, you can still use them for emergency calls. So they will, I'll basically do the minimum to get the minimum to get them back up and running, you know, whether it's a new screen or a battery or whatever, and uh, donate them so they can use them for that purpose. But uh, yeah, that sucks. I hate that. I hate the the not being able to reactivate phones. Then uh, this isn't just a T-Mobile thing. This is you know an Apple thing and a Google Lock thing. You know, like uh, they, it's all of those. And I understand their security measures, but uh, I feel like there should be something, some sort of process. Google Smart, Apple Smart, they can come up with a way 
to put these phones back into use instead of having them basically go to waste, uh, which is what they're doing, you know. Uh, but yeah, either way, uh, there are some phones in the box that I will be able to get back up and running and try. Uh, hopefully that I think that Q7 Plus is might be my last hope for a phone in there that I actually might want to try out for a little while. So, but uh, either way, I'll, I'm going to do my best to to uh, get those back up and running and donated or try them out and you know go through my motions I, that I do with the box of phones. So. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it though for the box of phones. Uh, there is another, as far as phone fixing goes, uh, I did, um, this is going to be, I'm going to save this story for next week too, but I did fix up an iPhone, another iPhone uh, that was gen uh, kindly donated to me. Uh, I did fix that one and it's one that I might actually try out and use. Nah, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, the reason I didn't use that iPhone 6S is uh, that I had fixed up originally or had uh, previously received is because it was a 16 gigabyte version. Uh, and this one is uh, more, it's, it's newer and it has more storage. But like I said, uh, that I'm, I'm going to talk about that next week. <laughs> I'm going to leave that iPhone teaser out there for next week about which which iPhone it is and and why I would uh, potentially use it as my you know try it out try make it my my first iOS device as my my daily driver kind of a thing. So uh, yeah, but uh, those that so far that's really been the Boxo phone and, and phone fixing adventures uh, since. The last episode I haven't had a ton of time but uh, now that I've got my workstation set up here for fi phone fixing I'm sure I'll be jumping in quite a bit and uh, trying to get uh, all of these phones sorted out and uh, I'll keep everyone clued in along the way all right so let's wrap things up here on episode 109 the uh, the prodigal son returns uh, aka me so uh, either way thank you for tuning in this week, if you want to head over to pixelswim.com, uh, you can find the show notes there and ways to get in contact. If you have any feedback or uh, you just wanted to find any of the links about the stuff I talked about today, I'll put the links to all the phones that were in that box of phones in the show notes as well if you want to tap through to see the specs on all of those. Uh, so yeah, thanks as always for tuning in. Uh, I'm glad to be back. Hopefully we'll keep this weekly schedule back but uh yeah for now um we'll just we'll just leave it at that and like i said there's a couple things i'll be talking about next week so tune in to hear those and uh as always have a great afternoon or evening or breakfast or lunch or dinner or fourth meal whichever meal it is you're eating when you're listening to this so thanks again and god speed <laughs>